podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Pick up your phone while driving and you might need to be picked up from work. Break the speed limit and you could be breaking plans with your mates. Leave L or N plates off your car and you could be left getting taxis for the next six months. So ask yourself, is it really worth it? Seven penalty points over three years will disqualify learner and novice drivers for six months. Steer clear of points and stay on the road. A message from the Road Safety Authority. Welcome everyone to the Blood and Mud podcast, the podcast that's just so happy that it's it's nearly over, Josh. It's 48 more hours until we could just argue about the real squad rather than an invented one. <laughs> Have I got a have I got a B Josh? Did I call you Josh Mon- then? You just oh. called me Josh. It's a force of habit. I don't mind. I will adopt the it's essentially me. Can you stop smiling immediately? Stop so smiling immediately. It. That's the only difference. You've got otherwise otherwise largely the same experience. <laughs> I am very glad this is almost over, especially as someone who made the mistake of finally engaging in Lions debate on Twitter. I now wanted to be over even more so than I ever have before. So we'll talk. We will actually have a go at picking a squad after. So that will. Mm. So maybe that will. Well, that'll bring nothing to a close. But we'll have a go anyway. <laughs> anyway, I'm Lee. Hello, everyone. And obviously, you've noticed, everyone. I imagine that we're Josh away in that bit of England that sticks out too far at the bottom and takes too long to get to. I'm pleased to welcome our special best guest, turning up like a UN special rapporteur. It's Mr. <laughs> Squidge Rugby himself. It's Robbie Owen. Hi, Robbie. I uh, thank you. Yeah, thank you for having me. Um, and. I am um, not Josh. I started the sentence uh, and thought it was going to go somewhere and it didn't. So it's a really, really strong start. Not a problem at all. The um, so how was your um, how was your bank holiday, Robbie? Did you? Oh, yeah, no, Grant. I've just been spending all the money that George Ford sends me to say nice things about it. <laughs> uh, you know, just 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 really you spend it all it on up. grated cheese. Was it a grated cheese I, bonanza on your so house the weekend? This is a this is a big update on considering this podcast is. As much as it's about military war animals, apparently it's partially about my cheese habits. Yes. Um, and over the last like month and a half, two months, I've started to develop lactose intolerance. No. So yeah, I think my body just had enough, like like us of lions chat, and it's now decided to kick the whole thing out. Uh, so now I have to really limit my cheese intake, and it's a it's a huge problem. I'm not going to lie to you, Lee. So what? Uh, d- can you get lactose-free cheese? I don't want to even speculate on how terrible that must be. You can, but it's shit. <laughs> yeah, so, of course it is. Yeah. Like, milk in the tea is fine. Like, that I've adapted to. That's okay. To having, you know, like vegan milk in tea. That's okay. But cheese is a problem. I'm just trying to cut back on it and occasionally take the consequences instead of actually just not having it or adapting to an alternative. Does that mean you're middle class now because you've got an intolerance or an allergy? I think it probably, I think it probably does. Um, I'll have to check for certain with my butler and see, you know, like as for <laughs> proper definition. Uh, but I, I think so. So, are you making videos at the minute? What have you got um, going on? You know, it's quite time here it? and there. Yeah, um, trying to prepare for some lion stuff. Um, I've been quite, quite excited to take this as an opportunity to try and do things that aren't necessarily rugby related because it's felt like a long time since mm. I've written about something other than a ruck. You know, there's there's only so many puns on the phrase breakdown you can make before 
you start to think, I wish I could just write about Mary-Kate and Ashley instead. <laughs> the, um, so I imagine, have you got big plans for the line? Are you, are you, have you mapped out what they are? Can you give it away yet or is it, is it not? Pretty much. Um, no, I want to do a couple of videos on the squad when that's named. Uh, I want to try and look into, based on you know the players that are in the squad when it's named eventually, um, which is going to be such a long 48 hours. Um, and then, yeah, based on that, and then Gatland and Gregor Townsend, the attack coach and so on's history, trying to work out how the Lions might play as a video ahead of that. And then obviously, you know, covering each game once they begin. And I'd like to try and do something on the Springboks, but it's really hard when they haven't played in two know, years. Yeah. When did they actually last play? The World Cup final. They haven't played since. Jesus, yeah, it is, isn't it? Yeah. Old. So yeah, but it's really hard to say anything about them because we just don't know. Yeah, because I've been um, I've been saying, you know, I mean, you know, you shouldn't be picking Saracens players playing in the second mm. division, you know, against shit players. It's like, yeah, but at least they're playing. I suppose the Springboks mm. are going <laughs> to... Hey, they have the wonderful competition that is the Rainbow Cup, oh, that is keeping true. them occupied. Cutting edge, highly elite competition. It's just wonderful, wonderful stuff. Um, and there was some really compelling games at the weekend in that four. I mean... I'm loving Certainly the fact that you can just played. group games together now in any country and just say they're, they're part of all the same cup. Yeah. Because they can't <laughs> actually travel. You just go, well, there's 14 games going on in Lancashire South 2 and 12 in Division 8 in France. That's now the Kaleidoscope Cup, we've decided. <laughs> and as many people care as they do about the Rainbow <laughs> Cup. Yes, indeed. Oh, yeah. So there you go. Um, welcome along. If you want to get in touch with me, I'm at Blood and Mud on Twitter or Lee at com. And there's the Patreon messaging service, if you're that way inclined. How does one get in touch with yourself, Robbie? Um, at Squid Rugby for rugby stuff. At Squidgy Goat for not rugby stuff. Then Squid Rugby on YouTube, etc. How many followers you got now? Make everyone jealous. Uh, some. Um, uh, you know, like... You don't yeah, anymore, more do than you? more than Stephen Jones. So, you know, that's that's all that matters to me. Uh, yeah, so that's how you get in touch with us. We're on Acast, we're on Apple, we're on lots of other things like that. Uh, we are on patreon.com slash blood and mud, as you all know, those of you who actually do subscribe. Thank you very much. We have actually had a few VIP members come through in the last week, but I'm going to save them mm. for when Josh is back from Cornwall mm. next week. Because honestly, I like to torture him because I know he hates doing these bios. So I've, I'm going to make him come back to even more. So that's what I like to do. So you've got a few of those. Thank you. If you want to join, it's patreon.com slash blood and mud. And there you've got a £2 tier, which is £2 a month or 20 quid for the year. gets you loads of extra episodes. Or it's a £5 tier of 50 quid for the year, which gets you all the extra episodes and your name read out on here and a, a player bio, if that's what you want. So thank you very much for everybody that signs up. You, you also got access to the, to, the, to the new exclusive Facebook group, hmm. which has got some very nice rugby chat in there and nobody losing all this shit. Well, until I go <laughs> Is that in possible? There. Until I go yeah. in there. But yeah, it's, of course. it's fine. Of course, yeah. Is that, po- is that doable, especially in hashtag Lions year? No, I mean, there is Lions chat in there, but they do keep it on the DL. It's quite good. Okay. It is, it is, you know, there's, there's, there's lesser... Although, of course, the squad is yet to come out, isn't it? And there's, yes. a, there's a large Scottish contingent in there, so I do fear the worst. So we'll see. We will see. We will see. So thank you very much. If you want to sign up, patreon.com slash blood and mud. I suppose in record time, Rob. Yeah. In it, record time. If only I was Josh, you know, the, the, the non-Patreons might be getting more for their not money. They could, but they see the thing, the worrying thing for me as well is that, you see, I just keep going on here talking about DIY. I did, <laughs> I did a lot of DIY stuff for the week. Yeah. I, rend- well, I, I rendered a wall at the weekend. 
Nice. I rendered a wall. Honest to God, my right arm, insert your own joke, but my right arm is absolutely killing me. Newfound respect for people who put things on walls with a trowel for a living because sand and cement is heavy stuff to be chucking around all day above your head. Let me put it that way. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm... That bit I don't have any questions about. (laughs) (laughs) That's the one thing I can tell you with some certainty I agree with. Yeah, so so I've decided... Even though I just did it then, I've decided to curtail Mm. it. So I'm not going to go into... Okay. No, I'm I'm happy to listen. That's all I do now. I just do DIY. It's fine. You know, it's, it's okay. It's oh, okay. no, but I did. I should tell the listeners, I suppose, that a, a little dream came true of mine today in so yes. many ways. And this is genuinely true. We're recording I agree this... to do the podcast. Yes. No. <laughs> oh, sorry, me fanfare didn't work. <laughs> Press me fanfare music. It didn't work. Uh, the <laughs> At five o'clock today, I had a conversation with Jason Isbell. I just, I'm still as gobsmacked as you Unbelievable. are. Unbelievable. The... Via Josh's guitar um Connections and my, I've done some freelance work for them before. He said, You fancy interviewing Jason Isbell? I went, <laughs> <laughs> So, how was it? How did it go? How was how was everything? How was he? How he's was just, the whole... he's, he's actually genuinely, I've heard him be interviewed before, and he's a very mm. good interview. Mm. He's very, he's up for it. He chats away, and it was about guitars. So, he goes down some monstrous like <laughs> rabbit holes about guitars and stuff. I don't even understand if I'm honest, but it was, uh, but I'll, I'll write it up and it'll be good fun. But yeah, genuinely nice bloke. Mm. Phone me from Oklahoma from the set of the new Marty Scorsese film. Yeah. So, this Which is, I, these, these are the, these are the circles I'm moving now. What, what can you exactly. say? Exactly. You know, you just need to get Bobby De Niro, you know, the rest of the gang. I'm sure they'll come on to do a Patreon episode. You know, do a oh, better than that, get them round here again do a bit of rendering. That's true. That's true. Do you think, I reckon Leonardo DiCaprio's up for that. You know, he loves like the environment and that, doesn't he? So He does, yeah. Um, I mean, and, and it's, it's a very short line between environment and rendering. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why my brain went to that. I don't, I can't justify what I just said. <laughs> I mean, it's outdoors. The environment does yeah. tend to be outdoors. I think that's it. I think I'm so used to COVID and lockdown and everything that anything that is outdoors is exactly the same. That walking to Tesco is the same thing as rendering a wall. Now you're lactose intolerant. Do you get a jab? Mm. Oh, I hope so. So we don't know. We'll find out. No. Just write no, in I... and say you've got a terrible disease <laughs> and the lactose intolerant. Boom. Got... Hey. <laughs> I right then. Tentacles, correct. So go on. No. Yeah, so Jason Isbell, so very nice fella. Yeah. 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 Very genuinely nice fella. Is that the except? I feel like. I feel like there's. That was, how did you manage half an hour? I wrote down without breaking down in tears. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> like, how, how. I wrote down, and this is no word of a lie, I wrote down 28 questions. Right. More, specific, more specifically. 16 questions with a number of sub-questions. How many of them were variants on will you be my best friend? You know what? They're all the ones I had to I had to put a strike through on oh. and tell myself I can't do that. I did say I did say to him that I, I did mention I was a fan and then I went to his... He did a music festival in his hometown mm. in 2019 and I went over for that with my wife. Mm. So I mentioned that and he seemed quite pleased about that. He didn't okay. seem upset we hadn't met though, so that was a bit disappointed. He oh. didn't say, oh, well, well, I wish we could have got together, Lee, and... Not had a drink together because ex- we're both teetotal, see? That's another thing we could have back. I only had half an hour. I wanted to get fully yeah. down the teetotal, you know, train with him. But he wasn't, but yeah. You just wanted to talk about pickups and I, neck shapes and all sorts, so. A DIY? 
No, that's the other thing I could have brought up with him. I was, where do you start? Where's, what's your ideal mortar mix? I could have said to him for rendering. <laughs> and he'd have said, what, brick or render? Render, Jason. And he could have told me. And we could have... He just said, we've only got half an hour. Exactly. We could have debated the, you know, the, the, the sand to cement and lime ratio in, out, in external render. But we didn't. Instead, I had no. to talk about, again, pickups and, and fenders and things, which wasn't bad at all. But yeah, very strange day on a Tuesday afternoon. Yeah. Hours, let me tell you. No, I can imagine. So we begin as we always begin with a player spotted, Robbie, as you know. Mm. Uh, Paul Johns gets in touch via the Patreon messaging service all the way from uh, the land of the long white cloud, uh, which is New Zealand, I believe. I hope I've got that right. I just realized, you know, yeah. if something comes out of your mouth and you think, I've said something wrong here. Yeah. That's, that's, grim, that's, Grims, that's Grimsby or something. You know? <laughs> No, anyway, so Paul says, after four days of canoeing down the Fonganui River, we found ourselves in a fairly average, okay, quite bad microbrewery restaurant attached to a mid-range hotel. It's amazing what you find down a river in a, in New Zealand, isn't it? A mid-range hotel yeah. with a microbrewery attached to so it. I had like, a vision of like the wilderness. but See, but I imagine that's just New Zealand. It's whatever you want is on the corner. <laughs> you start to get slightly tired and a ho- mid-range hotel appears. Lovely. He says, during our meals, mine made me spectacularly ill about four hours later, by the way. He says, Mm. sorry about that, Paul. Mm. Four leathery 50-something blokes walked in, obviously looking for a proper pub. It was my wife who first realised that the ringleader was none other than 1980s zero-test all-black, subsequent rugby league star, and later TV, in inverted commas, personality. Matthew Ridge. Ridge and his gang had a beer, then left. I didn't see what kind of beer it was. It'd have been a terrible beer in one of their micro breweries. Yeah, in New Zealand, in the forest, it's not screaming finest quality, is it? It isn't really. Yeah, but Matthew Ridge, I remember Matthew Ridge playing for yeah the Kiwis. He, he captained the Kiwis rugby mm. league team. Full, he was a fullback. I do remember that. I thought he played for for Leeds, but I was wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking of another New Zealand fullback rugby league. You won't know any of this. You don't care about I'm, rugby league. I'm, I'm not going to lie. He's I, old and it's rugby league. You've got yeah, no chance. I I am kind of like naught for two from this. <laughs> I This is not my element, is former New Zealand rugby league captains. <laughs> Who are now in their 50s. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like from before I was born. <laughs> yeah, so thank you, Paul. Matthew Ridge. Down a river in a microbrewery. <laughs> so if you've got a player spotted maybe I don't know maybe you've seen somebody Robbie has heard of doing something unremarkable there, there's four of them there's there's four of them they're all in my Lions squad they're all George um, Ford yeah they're, they're, it's George Ford and Marcus Smith as the only two rugby players I know <laughs> um, and I only know that because of the articles this morning so you can do at Blood and Mud or lateblooderandmud.com or the Patreon messaging service if you're one of those lovely people then you can come in and sign in and get on that messaging service so we had some correspondence, Robbie. Cool. Last week, we got into a bit of a, a, a tangent, me and Josh, around the internet and how it gives access to interesting American merch, mm-hmm. should you wish to buy it. And Josh made the point of that he's got a Montgomery Biscuits t-shirt, which is a minor yeah. league baseball team from Alabama. And just a magnificent name. Montgomery Biscuits, I know. Yeah. Sounds like a comedy character from a 1930s it, yes, film. It does. It does. It it sounds like like it's someone Alan Partridge went to school with that he runs into in Tesco. <laughs> yes. 
So apropos of that, Hunter Sewell reaches out on the Patreon mm. messages service. He says, hello, lads. I actually grew up in the US state of Alabama. Mm-hmm. Okay. First of all, brilliant. Okay. An Alabama yeah. guy listened to this podcast. He says, and for field trips, we would attend the Montgomery Biscuits games. Right. They okay. have an they have an anthropomorphic an, anthropomorphic biscuit mascot. No. Yes, biscuit mascot that drives around in a truck throwing hot dogs at children during a seventh <laughs> inning stretch. He said in fourth grade. The opposition pitcher was warming up and overthrew the catcher, causing the ball to bust open Mr. Biscuits' front window of his thing. <laughs> and it made his hot dog throw hit my friend in the face. <laughs> See, that's what I pictured anyway. I pictured him just <laughs> lobbing them at them. Yeah. He says, I would 10 out of 10 recommend a visit to the Riverwalk Stadium, home of the, of the Montgomery Biscuits. God, I want to go. If so only to have pod, a man... Pod away day. Yeah. To, this is we need this guy to turn up for the All Star Weekend. <laughs> yes, we need, that's Mom, what we need. Biscuits, man. But because we it's need... rugby and masculine, you not you get rocks thrown at you, not an actual yeah, hot you, dog. Yeah, you get you get rocks and like he's a shortbread in order to keep the spirit of the home <laughs> of the game. Um, you know, just like rugby values, you know, it's different. it's different. Yeah, and then he has to clean up after himself and throw all the stuff. Exactly. Around. Yeah, he stays around for ages cleaning up all of the glass. A very ashamed-looking biscuit <laughs> wanders round, like, like cleaning the blood from the nose of the children he broke. He has one of those dustpans that are on a long handle. Mm. Yeah, one of them. Long yeah, brush I'll... and long handle dustpan. Oh, I yeah, I did a D of E. You know, I had, I handled <laughs> one of those. <laughs> Oh, he's oh. So you just reminded me that Prince Philip's not with us anymore. Oh, um, I should we have a moment of silence to <laughs> no. reflect? So uh, <laughs> the um, yeah, I bought a long handled dustpan mm-hmm. and was very very disappointed. I, wh- why so? I feel like there's a story attached. No, no story. Just it, the, the <laughs> handles weren't quite long enough. You can't get enough purchase on your broom because you're not quite close enough to the mm. bristles with the you know it's. Yeah, it's yeah. hard work on the wrist. And you can't... It's a really difficult thing to angle as well, properly, because then you end up like yes. sweeping across your body as well. Yeah, it's just no good. So I see no. these people at McDonald's wielding them, and, uh, mm. and I've got a newfound respect for them because they're trickier than they look. Yeah, I've got endless respect for anyone that works at McDonald's. My son works at McDonald's, mm. and um, he comes home laughing every time of a shift because they have... Very small, aged, um, East Asian ladies that work in there. Right. Who absolutely terrorize him for like being afraid of wasps around the bin and stuff. <laughs> so he's like being all, oh, wasps and stuff. And they're like, you know, they're, they're not, they're fairly forthright in their views. I'm mm. not saying it's, I'm not saying it's a, it's a reconstructed view. But they say things <laughs> to him like, why are you frightened of wasps? Are you a little girl? Things like that. <laughs> And That's he finds that hilarious. People saying, to, people saying to Exeter before the Premiership final that last year. <laughs> yes, and, oh. uh, and yeah, and he said, and he like they they work about fourteen hour shifts, and they go off yeah. for lunch, have like two fags, and come back nine minutes later to get back yeah. on the clock. But that's the he says they're the I hardest get. people he's ever seen in his life. The little Asian ladies that work <laughs> in McDonald's. I don't. That doesn't surprise me at all. That's always the impression I've got from just the, you know having to work in mcdonald's like i've lived with people who've done it i never had to do it myself but it it's such a demanding job you know that 
people can throw to I don't know why this is a tangent I'm choosing to go on. Go. Um but I have I have just just endless endless levels of respect. Um because you are treated like shit to do a job that is surprisingly physically and emotionally demanding <laughs> for yes. not a lot of pay. And then whenever anyone in the news is talking about, you know, pay rises for anyone, they go, oh, yeah, but anyone could do that. Anyone could flip burgers. And, you know, it always uses like the lowest of the low. Um, and it is very much not. The worst the worst job, apparently, I got, I've got all the inside track on McDonald's. There's probably people listening, mm. lots of people working with McDonald's, aren't they? So there's probably people who've listened yeah. and done it. The chicken station is apparently the absolute worst because you just deep okay. fry in nuggets and stuff, yeah. and you have four fryers on the go at once. And the, you imagine a fryer full of chicken; it's pretty heavy, yeah, and it's really, really yeah, boring. Yeah. And you're down the back, and you don't have any interaction with the customers or anything. Terrible, I can genuine, yeah. genuine hard work. They don't yeah. get tipped, do they? No, exactly. Unlike these chances in the restaurants, just in like um, I. About two years ago now, went to the biggest McDonald's in Europe, which is in Brussels, um, which is presumably why, you know, you have so many MEPs going over all the time. Um, I bet Farage had his fill in there. Oh, yeah. Like, I sat in there knowing, like, there is absolutely no way Roger Helmer has never been in here. Um, I bet Farage asks for extra dips and refuses to pay for them. <laughs> he absolutely does. Like, they've got big touch screens you can just order off, so you don't need to interact with oh, they've all got that foreign now. people. Remarkable. That, do they? I thought it was only in the fancy one in Brussels. Well, maybe um, it was the then. Farage frequency. Yeah. But now the one in Flint, which is decidedly unfancy, has got big <laughs> yes. touch screens. So the one in Flint sets the two big box of blocks of flats. The only high rise is in Flintshire, just in northeast Wales. Oh, wow. So, you know. and, uh, okay. and, and you get a lot of young lads who are just hanging around being a right pain yeah. in the arse outside of Flint McDonald's. Are they just like beacons so you can always find the McDonald's? You can look up at the skyline and they're always marking yeah. it. Yeah, like a Batman sign. But it's like <laughs> exactly. A, it's, like it's a big M in the sky, a, the golden arch. It's a big like vaping too young sign. That's a child <laughs> vaping sign in the in the sky. So sorry, Brussels. Was there anything more about the massive Brussels? Oh, just like I saw um I did briefly see like into the staff room from where I was sat at like one in the morning in the Brussels McDonald's uh, alone, uh, which is a real highlight. You know, yeah, that, that yeah. is people think this YouTube lifestyle is all glamour, but some evenings you find yourself in the Brussels McDonald's. Send, at 1 it, sending postcards to um, yourself. Oh, I couldn't read them because I tried to write them in French. Um, <laughs> which is the other thing about being in Brussels is that everyone to get a minimum wage job needs to speak four languages. So I would consistently try to speak French, but then they would always reply in English and that like, no, my English is far better than your French. But that's a, yeah, I saw briefly into the, uh, like the basement, which was just like this really grim looking awful place where um, no one would ever want to be. And that was where that story was going. I uh, I went to uh, Switzerland, speaking of lots of languages, mm. and I couldn't understand why everything was so fucking expensive. Mm. Like literally, like a pizza is like forty quid. Wow. Okay. And stuff like that, and I was like, "This is insane." This yeah. Is, and it's really boring, and I'm getting more <laughs> and more irate, and I were to pay all this money for this like boring place in Geneva. Yeah. But then I came back home, and I, I was, you know, as I am wont to do, having a right mm. old moan about this to people in work, mm. and somebody said, "Oh, my brother lives in Geneva, and actually, people who work in Tesco are on like mm. fifty grand a year." Oh, fair play. Because their their salary actually that's why everything's so expensive because the salary matches the the standard yeah, yeah. of living. So it's only as a tourist you're horrified. They're fine. They just yeah. get paid lots. Yeah, for them it's like, the same um, price. 
at least they're being paid, unlike in London where pizza just costs 40 quid and that's the norm. <laughs> Domino, Domino's is there, right? Unless you yeah, don't yeah. pick it up. You mm. don't pick it up. You've got a whole fucking world of cheap pizza open to oh, you. Man. Delivery, they absolutely scalp you. You should be wearing a fucking mask, huh. then delivery drivers, and not a COVID well, They one. are now, yeah. I mean, like, yes. <laughs> yeah, but you can get like, any pizza any size, seven ninety nine. I'm not See, even sponsored I've... by them. Papa John's should be sponsoring this fucking podcast. He's sponsoring oh, everyone else. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you ever saw the picture of Ross Moriarty when the dragon signed their deal with... Um, I haven't seen that one. I've the... seen so many. It's incredible. Um, so there's just like, you know, you can picture Ross Moriarty's face, right? You know, there's... There's one of three expressions you're normally picturing yeah. on it. They're sort of varying degrees of angry. Yeah. But that one photo of him after they signed that deal with Papa John's, where he is holding the biggest pizza I've ever seen. He has the broadest smile you'll ever see, on the most genuine smile of anyone you'll ever see in your life. He looks so, so happy. I think because it's the first time he's ever had a meal he didn't have to catch and kill. Yes. Because that's how the Moriarty's did it. That's how you're toughing yeah. the kids up. You have to basically exactly. beat, you have to beat your dad in a fight to get a fucking <laughs> dairy triangle in the Moriarty house. So oh, he, he was very hungry until the age of about twelve. Yeah, I was gonna say that was that was up until the age of like six. At which point <laughs> they just set you loose in the Breckens and just went kill whatever you can find. If it's human, we won't call the police. And the um and I'm well I'm sure he's probably smiling because it would have been free from Papa John's of course yeah. as as we famously established they don't actually pay sponsorship they just give no. you pizza <laughs> which I'd be okay with you know if they well, fancy indeed. it but you're not an, you're not a professional sport are you trying to bring a lot of cash in imagine you do no. work for yourself you shouldn't give yourself yeah. away so cheaply Robbie I'm just saying oh I, no but at the same time I would do it for free Papa John's. Or any well, pizza brand, any pizza brand. You know, I'm, I'm open to negotiations. I think we said it before, but I've only ever had Papa John's in a service station. I've never been mm. to a Papa John's shop, but they're always at the services. Yeah, yeah. And they give you that little flashing thing that you take and sit in the food court and it flashes yeah. when the pizza's ready. We had one open when I was in second year of uni, which was an ingenious move because suddenly everyone flooded there all the time. Or at least when they opened, there were queues kind of, you know, like right out back through the doors of the, the student union. Um, again, this isn't an interesting anecdote, but it happened. So there you go. Robbie was near a Papa John's when he was in uni. That's all you need to know. In Derby. Exclusive. Just to add a bit more sex to the whole thing. It was in yeah, Derby. Unbelievable story. <laughs> so, um, Front page of Heat magazine. Next. So if you've got a player spotted that can lead us to talk about Robbie being in Papa John's in Derby, then you can send it into com or the Patreon message service. Thank you, Hunter. And thank you, Hunter, for, for following us from over... Are you still in America? I'm guessing you are. You can always let us know. You're still in Alabama. I went to Alabama in 2019, right? Mm. Lovely place. Lovely people. It's really a good idea if you don't ask them about anything to do with anything that you might care about. Oh, no. Do you know what I mean? Because of the politics there. Yeah, so you yeah, this beautifully, yeah. like, incredibly, and like, they're really proud of the play. When he says it was a beautiful place you got here, they're, like, really mm. chuffed yeah. at the idea that they're somehow responsible for the rock formation, personally. <laughs> yes. You know, and it was, and you think, these are they're really polite and lovely people, but you just know for a fact if you say, but what if, like, your friend wanted an abortion? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. It's a bit like how I never want to hear Toby Faletau speak about any of it. Oh, I know, like yeah. I, I never I want know. anyone to ask Please. Toby Faletau any la, la, questions. La, 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 I don't want <laughs> to know. Yeah. 
I'm so glad he's as quiet as he is. Yes. The fact he's... I've never been so glad that he's mute. Yeah. Has he captained the team yet, Toby Fallon? Yeah, he captained Wales. And he did that wink. Was that that, was that game? Yeah. The wink game? Yeah, I wonder yeah. why he was so communicative that game. <laughs> that was his one like communication with the referee. Because I assume that if he was captain, he'd have to like have a blackboard dangling around his neck and chalk to like <laughs> write what he wanted to happen and stuff at each play and everything. They have a little like sign next to him as to what the slight variation in his eyebrows means. <laughs> <Yes>. Understanding Taolupe. <laughs> he has to hand over a card to the referee at the start. <laughs> when they're doing the coin toss. And if he raises two eyebrows, the referee goes, you don't speak to me like that, Talupe. I know (laughs) you're captain, but this is going too far now. There was a great moment in a Cardiff Blues game. I think Geffen Jenkins was captain. And the referee penalised Tao Felice for back chat. Uh, And Geffen said to the the referee, I don't know how you heard that. I haven't noticed him speaking. I've been playing for 12 years. (laughs) Was Which it Gethin who said, who said of... fair blues, you're having a mermaid to his, yeah, to his teammate? Yeah, to Nicky Robinson, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because you know that happened, you know he was. Yeah, I was going to say that was so often that he must have been saying <laughs> something like that. Yeah, uh, yeah so thank you very much. Shall we talk, that was a play spotted. Shall we talk mm. about some news? Mm. Not that there's a great deal, other than the fact there's some squad being named this week, obviously. I, yes, um, presumably I... I don't know what you're talking about, no, to be honest. So, news-wise, speaking of that squad, Ben Youngs has taken himself out of the reckoning. Yeah. We could insert your own joke here, but I'm not going to do that, because I actually think he would have gone. Yeah, I would have taken him. Yeah. I won't go that far, but I think he would have (laughs) gone. Yeah, I would have taken him to South Africa, but I would have taken him somewhere, you know, (laughs) just like for a day out. Papa John's (laughs) in Derby. This is what I think of you, Ben. This is is how highly I rate you. Come, come, come! Try it. They only sell half-sized pizzas. You'll, you'll love it. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I think firstly, good on him. You know, for it's a really without wanting to get too rugby values ish. Mm. It's a genuinely quite noble and selfless thing to do to turn down what would have been the pinnacle of his career for a second time. And um, he won't get it again, will he? So, well, I, no. well, I, I really, I don't know though. We, we yeah, he has been turning that. into the mumra of scrum halves, isn't he? Exactly. So, how many times have we said Ben Young's career is done? <laughs> and yet, here he is, still having three good games a year. Um, and sometimes stringing them together, you know, quite close together to you in the Six Nations, uh, where he was genuinely very good. Um, but yeah, you know, with what happened on the last tour, with him pulling out because of, you know, um, his brother's wife, and now, you know, if him expecting a baby during the tour. Uh, similar thing to what Richie Gray did in the World Cup as well, of mm. pulling out, you know, because of the expecting a child. Um, yeah, I, I have enormous, enormous respect for him for it. And also, he now never needs to... He can just say, yeah, I would have been picked, you know, if not for it. He never needs to have that. <laughs> yes. He can be like the coach in an American sports movie who hurt his knee, but otherwise would have played in the NFL. You know, he can be played by Kevin Costner. Yes. Yeah, and now he's a now he's a, a coach who struggles with personal relationships, but knows how to get yeah. the best out of his team. All of that stuff. If only he can stop drinking long enough. Speaking of it, you know, overdone tropes in TV shows. Mm. Uh, have you been? Have you seen Mayor of East Town? No, the new Kate Winslet TV show. No, the HBO one. Very good. Mm. Okay. I mean, it's all been done before because it is that police detective problematic personal relationships. Right, right. But there's a lot more to it than that, and she's obviously very good at it. So, mm. bit of recommendation for you there when yeah. you all this time in between making videos you've got. I know that. 
I've got tomorrow, you know, before the squad's names. <laughs> so yes. I'll, I'll binge it. I'll go through all of it. Well, to be honest, I did that. You know that thing, the, the most, one of the most disturbing things about modern life, mm. where you start binge watching something and then you don't realise it's actually in real time. Yeah. And it started four weeks ago and you think you've got the whole series, but actually you just, yeah, get, yeah. You just catch oh. up. And then you're like, I'm, I've never been more upset and I don't know yeah. what to do with myself now. I've got to wait a week to find out what <laughs> happened. I watched all the Starstruck in the last couple of days, but I thought it was 10 episodes. So when I watched episode six and it just ended, I was very surprised. I did not see that one coming. I did a te- I did This Is Us mm. TV show, which obviously I cried at three times an episode. <laughs> I, I, that's, I started watching that and there was five seasons of that. And I thought, fine. Mm. Caught that up, completely bereft now. Is that still going? Yes, still, mm. still. It's literally a never-ending roller coaster of multi-generational emotion. Actually. <laughs> you, you convinced me. You talked me round. I'll get onto it before Kate wins. Yeah. So, best of luck to Ben Youngs. I suppose. I mean, to be fair, right? We terror him a bit on this pod, and so do lots of other people. But he bears mm. it all with very good, good fortune. Yeah, fortitude and good spirit, really. Or he just ignores yeah. all of it, and I've got, and that's that's good for him as well, I guess. Yeah, and when I interviewed Jamie George last year, like mm. there was all he talked about was how good a guy Ben Youngs was. <laughs> he spent a lot of time talking about that, and it kind of did make me stop and think about him in a new light. Because you think, actually, you know, there is evidence, and there are lots of stories and examples and so on of him being a genuinely great guy, and he yeah. clearly is, even if he also throw a pass and touch in the World Cup final. And it's not his fault that nobody else is convincing enough yet. No. Because that's the root of the problem with England. It's not necessarily mm. him. It's that nobody else has really sold the except package, have they? Spencer. You know, except for Ben Spencer. But, you know, I'm we'll, not so sure we'll... about even Ben Spencer, really. Mm. I, I think Ben Spencer's been convincing enough to have earned to go where That's probably nine. true. But you wouldn't be like it, yeah. And a, yeah, there's a point at which you do have to hand the baton over and all that, isn't there? Yeah, the at least trying to blood someone. The Warburton Nugget thing, you know. Yes, now's the exactly. time to make the move. Yeah, I'm not saying Ben Spencer's as high quality as player Sam Warburton. Please don't write to me. <laughs> don't at me. Um, yeah, so they got Ben Youngs. So that's at least that's one thing we don't have to argue about. Yeah, because he's yeah. definitely completely not being picked. So that's fine. Oh. And if he was picked, there would have been debates in every direction. And then, so other news, speaking of that tour as well, really, R.G. Snayman mm. is even more injured than he was before, somehow. Because <laughs> he was, like, properly, completely injured. And now he's done something else that he needs a bit of um, treatment for. Yeah, he'd done one of his knees in, and now he decided to try and complete the set and did his other knee in, in a very similar manner. Um, so... It looks like he's not going to make the Lions tour, which would be a huge shame. Um, like him missing this entire season after about yeah. seven minutes. Was it that long yeah. that he did? Bless him. Yeah, because he he was enormous fun for those yeah six and a half minutes for Munster, <laughs> yes, <he does. laughs> and then and then he just disappeared. And he's the kind of player I want to see playing in the Pro Four team because he makes that competition really exciting. Uh, you know, if he's playing during the international window, in the way Damien Delande does a bit, you know, if you put a game on on a Friday night um, 
and it's the you know monster playing the dragons or whoever and you're kind of half watching it but then you go wait a second damian diolande's playing yes you kind of perk up a bit and how did diolande running at albie matthewson i was what <laughs> yeah where did this, where did this happen <laughs> i haven't heard of his opposite number for the dragons yeah. and yeah here we are <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I haven't heard of him. He played rugby league in the eighties. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Kiwi. Yeah, you need to just go down more rivers in New yeah. Zealand. Stop Evident. hanging around Papa John's in Derby and get yourself <laughs> down a river in New Zealand. Is what I say. The two are so similar. Yeah, they're the only two choices. A binary choice in life. That's that's what you, <laughs> the only two things you've got. Um, There's two kinds of people in this world: those who <laughs> yeah. hang around rivers and those who hang around Papa John's in Derby. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so there's not much more news unless you've got any. No, you know, there's quite a few players have re-signed for their clubs, um, but that's not, you know, it's not really interesting, is it? Like Richard Hibbard's supposed to be the most interesting one because he's 46. Stone now as well. <laughs> yes. Uh, so no more news, I suppose, because of this, I suppose the other news is the social media boycott, isn't it? That's been mm. on over the weekend. So, which is why there's no, you know, breathless videos announcing Richard Hibbard's contract extension for six months or something, which is yeah. what what I find official. I never understand why people follow official accounts, to be honest. Well, mm. I, if it's your club, I understand it. And I suppose if you are a kind of newsy journalist, I understand it because you need to keep abreast. But other than that, I don't know what people get out of it. It's usually just terrible attempts at bants mm. and like, you know, overly inflated news stories, basically. But anyway, there's been a boycott because of the, they want to stop online hate. Yeah, who's to argue about that? Um, although I do have a problem with they do seem to be lumping in calling somebody a bell end with calling somebody something properly hate crimey. Yeah, that's the thing. The BT Sport ran this little video during ad breaks um, at the weekend, and it had you know the likes of Rio Ferdinand, the likes of Uga Monia. Um, it had some sort of female athletes that you know unfortunately I don't know who they were. Um, I can't remember. Um, but then they also had in there Austin Healy. Uh, and they played up Austin Healy saying, you know, I get online hate every single day. I get da-da-da-da-da. Um, and there's there's one thing because, you know, the likes of Ferdinand, the likes of Monia and so on have been so outspoken on racism and issue. We've got sexism, um, misogyny, etc. that are genuine issues that need addressing. And that's what I thought this, you know, what this campaign is nominally about. But the moment you say Austin Healy, who very much plays into that Bell End character, as you say, uh, lumps into the same thing, and actually, I think he gets more airtime of talking than anyone else during those spots. Like he he talks Standard. quite because he does talk quite a lot. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that then cheapens the message of everyone else of someone who you know. Like I've twice interacted with Austin Healy on Twitter, and both times he searched and uh, you know and replied to me rather than him being tagged in by someone else or me talking to him. Um, he's someone that clearly goes looking for it. At which mm. point, you kind of wonder. Does this cheapen the rest of the argument? Yeah, and the thing is, I mean, it's a difficult one for me because if somebody calls me a name, even if it's yeah. a horrible one, you know, um, I don't have a problem with it. Yeah, yeah. But I have to recognise the fact that um, other people would and they can't quite put it aside in the same way that I can. Mm. So it is difficult because you don't want people being... I don't think people should be DM'd. I don't think people should be... None of that should happen. But yeah. I don't think you should be fundamentally changing the way social media works because some people do that mm. in a way. I, I think, you know. And I think if it's, again, it becomes this, what does hate mean? 
Yeah, um, and that's the problem. Is that it, you said it cheap, but the Healy thing it cheapens. What yeah, you're trying. it cheapens the people who actually experience hate. Yeah, exactly. And because very often, you know, when when people receive racist message on Twitter, when they you know hear whatever words, terms, etc., it is even if it's something like you know, it happens a lot with women's drug people saying no one cares. You know, yeah. it's not as good as the men's, etc. Um, which isn't you know like anyone that's watched those. England-France games in the last two weeks, uh, which was nobody in the last 20 minutes of the one at the weekend, but um, they those are just objectively great games, but that's a you know side point. But anyone who is saying those words aren't necessarily hurtful because of the words themselves in the way, you know, someone calling you a twat might be. Mm. It's because it's backed up by this whole like long-lasting, like millennia-old system of oppression that is then, you know, feeding back into and going, this mm. is the... This is, you know, this is the issue. We're just reinforcing it through the, um, you know, through these terms as sort of shorthand for it to say this still exists and there's still people out there like that. Um, yeah. Whereas, as I say, someone saying to Austin Healy, "I find you a bit annoying," uh, it's not the same thing. Or even why are you such a twat? Because he revels in yeah. that anyway. That's the weird yeah. thing. Because he's clearly playing a character ninety percent of the yeah. time. And he said, "Well, I should just be allowed to broadcast these disagreeable things." That people, yeah. and he's deliberately disagreeable. He is. Mm. Yeah. But yeah. you're not allowed to say I'm a bit. Of, all right. You maybe shouldn't call him names, but you can say, you know, I think you're full of shit or whatever. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. And, and it's, it's difficult like... because of the fan culture thing. You know, it is a mm. big part of sport. But then again, that doesn't mean it, it shouldn't change. I'm not. I'm not saying that. Yeah. But it's just it's it's a huge part of if your job is to put an opinion out there. People will disagree, and some people will be more extreme than others. And, um, yeah, and you and you can't have it both ways. You can't no. employ Austin Healy, who actually has some genuinely good insight, yeah, yeah. by the way. And he actually, if you just dialed down the disagreeable stuff, he's got some good things to say. But you can't employ the likes of him, and in the football, the likes of Robbie Savage, and the way he goes after people, mm. and then and then say, oh, but you can't have any people being horrible to your back because Robbie Savage yeah. literally goads people. On phone-ins. Do you know what I mean? It is. Yeah, yeah. So it's 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 a bit of a brass neck from some media companies, I think, when they mm. do it for the clicks anyway. Yeah. And that's the, the other, like, the... I hate the phrase... Um, I've now forgotten the phrase. I've wiped off my brain completely. That's how much you um, hate it. Best way. Virtue signaling, yeah. Yes. Um, I hate the phrase virtue signaling because it's kind of demonising trying to do the right thing, uh, no matter what the reasons, of, uh, reasons are. Um... But there is something in the fact that if it had been more universal, then perhaps that could have been something. But it did feel very performative. I don't know what a weekend away from social media did in terms of actually having a positive impact. Um, that it, it I felt don't, I don't quite. Know how, would people even notice? No. Losing three days of some official account updates? Mm. Really? Are you going to feel bereft? I don't know. I don't know. Oh. Oh no, weird. Jiffy hasn't tweeted in four days. What what a shame! He'll um, got loads in his in his draft folder. <laughs> that's it. That's what he's been doing. Just the words numbers over and over again. <laughs> well, um, singing. He's taken to do little videos has himself, he? hasn't he? I haven't yeah, seen the other those. day. He was oh no, the other week he was drinking a glass of red wine, mm. um, singing "The Living Years" by Mike and the Mechanics. Wow. Okay. Said I love this song. I, yeah, that, I do kind of wish there were... about 12 seconds, and then, then that was all over. 
I'm going to need to look that up very shortly. He also um, then posted a picture of a, of, a, of a bottle of red wine and said, I love a nice quality drop. And when I looked it up, it was seven ninety nine a bottle. <laughs> now, I'm not saying that's was. like, you know, that's probably mid-lower prices that people would be willing to pay. I don't know. <laughs> I don't, don't drink anymore, so I don't buy it. But it, Well, I don't buy it for my wife. But, uh, Gigi but yeah. follows me, which is one of the great mysteries of... of Loads of people follow you, though. Um, yeah, but that's the that still feels like the mad... That and Michael Liner are the two maddest ones. Um <laughs> I'm not seeing this video. I will give up right now. I can't remember uh, what it I was. I don't really want to see it. The last time I watched Michael Liner, I, I just completely failed to understand anything he was trying to say about his analysis of the game. <laughs> he just opened his mouth and stopped, started talking, and, and not a bit of it made a lick of sense. But he was, but I and I think that's just, again, keeps getting work. Oh, Seems no, like a nice fella, though. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, there he is, shaking his head. Oh, no, this is... Are you I'm it? not enjoying this. Yeah, I'm watching the video now. Oh, he's had... He does tend to tweet in okay. his cups, I think, doesn't he? <laughs> yes. Oh, I think that's when he gets it out, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I do wish there were weekends during the Six Nations when he took a vow of silence. Oh, unbelievable. But otherwise, yeah. We've done that before, though, generally stealing a living. Yeah. Um, so I'll say that you know he follows you. You don't know, you know, <laughs> upset him. So that's the news then, and the social media boycott. There's nothing else on there. Um, shall mm. we? T- shall we have a go at trying to name a fucking lions squad? Is it that time? It's that time. I think I've even count. I was saying this before we came on air, right? Mm. I'm struggling to get my brain to even apply itself to this so much because it just seems to have been never yeah. ending. And just everything, it does make me realize how tricky it is to do. Let's be honest. Mm. It is tricky yeah. when you're literally coming down to it. I think I've, I've done mine and I think I've only, I've only selected 35 and I don't know what I'm short of. Okay. That's where I've got to. See, this is my one big prediction that I feel okay making is that I just instinctively feel like Gatlin's going to, he said he's going to pick 36. I feel like he's going to pick 37. <laughs> um, he's he's done this before. He's got form in this of not sticking to his own promises. I just instinctively, I don't think he's going to pick thirty six. I think he's going to pick thirty seven, okay. maybe thirty eight. All right. So, shall we do the forwards? Let's. Shall we go front row back? I guess. Okay. Um, have you separated them loose head tight head, or have you just said? Props? I have. Yeah, yeah. Well, do, let's start tight. start with you then, and I'll see okay. if I agree with any of them. Um, so, Rory Sutherland, Win Jones, Macavan, Apola. As loose heads. That's that's what I've got, yeah. Although, okay. I'm still... I think Mako's going to go, but mm. he had a horrible Six Nations, generally, yeah. I thought. And he's been playing against, you know, semi-plasterers and <laughs> solicitors at the weekend. So, Which is great for practising your scrummaging. Who would go, if um, it wasn't Mako, who would it be then? Key and Healy? I guess Key and Healy, yeah. He's the other option. But then that was, I suppose, the one other bit of news is that Ellis Genge hasn't had the email saying, hey, we're considering you, which, considering Marcus Smith has, uh, seems to be going to literally everyone. I get the so feeling Ellis really has got a like lot him. of email addresses. <laughs> That's true. That's true, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Do you have a feeling? Yeah, just, yeah. Just, he's, through the years, he's built up a lot of it, and he can't remember what, what his most up-to-date one is. Oh, he is 100% applying for all kinds of, you know, like voucher codes over email. You throw in like he's, his League of Legends stuff. He's probably got six accounts. He's still on he, Indeed for when he was trying to find a job. Yeah, yeah. 
you know, all that stuff. So I reckon he might have had it. He's just forgotten which yeah. of his email accounts he, he's put forward as the Lions one. Or he thinks it's an Indeed job offer. Do you fancy going to South Africa <laughs> in the it. summer? No, fuck off. He's like, I've already got a job, mate. Yeah. You know? like, <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm doing all right here. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so Genge. Yeah, so it'd be Genge or Keane Healy. Yeah. And then beyond that, the cupboard is quite dry. I think you've got two loose heads who are in really good form. You've got two loose heads who are who have been very, very good in the past. You've got Ellis Genge, uh, who could no. be he should go just to start a you know, they start a union on the Lions tour. Um <laughs> and then you've kind of got what, like Dave Kilcoyne? Nicky Smith? You know, it then starts to get slightly <laughs> desperate. Although I do love the idea of dancing Dave Kilcoyne playing a Wednesday night fixture, <laughs> yeah. don't you? I really do. Just yeah, stick him out against the Stormers, you know, yeah. see how he goes. <laughs> exactly. No, yeah, so Wynn Jones, Rory Sutherland, Mako probably, if not yeah. it's Keen Healy, probably, isn't it? Yeah. And I think it will be in Gatlin's mind, Mako, not Keen Healy. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um I think Mako's got enough credit in the bank from the last two tours. Tight head. Are we going mm. with six props? Yeah, I have. Tight head, I'm saying Sinclair. Yeah. Furlong. Yes. Fagerson. Exactly the same. Yeah. Right. Great minds. Again, who who that. would we not be picking there? I I mean I think Tom Francis has played mm. some of his best rugby this Six Nations, but I don't think he is a, a, a initial Lions tourist. Who's Ireland's second tight head? Andrew Porter. Andrew Porter, um, yeah. Who is playing very well, you know, was very good, um, you know, whenever he got either started or in the later games came off the bench for Ireland, has been good for Leinster, um, which is a standing item. You don't, you know, anyone's in the Leinster <laughs> squad has been good for Leinster. Um, and, like, being good for Leinster shouldn't be Lions criteria. Otherwise, like, Rory O'Loughlin is the starting 13. Who's that lad called? Ryan Baird. Ryan Baird, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, all this chat about Sam Simmons, no one is talking about Ryan Baird, are they? Honestly. It's disgraceful. He's, pro- he's probably a better shout because he covers three positions <laughs> as well. So is, that's the joke. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so fair enough then. Wynn Jones, Rory Sutherland, Carl Sinclair, Furlong, mm-hmm. Mako and Fagerson are the props mm-hmm. for us. Hookers, I've got Ken. Yeah. Obviously. Luke Cowan Dickey. Yes. And then I was into kind of, I don't really give a shit after that <laughs> because I'm underwhelmed. I would, if it was me, just for, just for a <laughs> Elliot D. Just, yeah. just, for a, just actually for genuinely slight bolter tendencies, I'd be tempted yeah. to give Ronan Kelleher a go. Oh, really? Okay. Because why not? I know okay. it's not that sensible, but he's not going to fucking do it. <laughs> but, but again, he's got the Jamie George. Clause. I don't give a shit about yeah. Jamie George, really. Do you know what I mean? I don't see that much of a drop off. What I should do is interview Ben Youngs and see if he talks about how great a guy Jamie George is. That's so true. That, could, that could change that. everything. That could change yeah. everything. But, I, but again, I of course, George. I understand that Jamie George will be taken. Yeah. But the way his form has been this year, he's been all right. I quite yeah. like he's. Keller, who's got a bit of explosiveness about him, I like. He's not going to go. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying I, don't, I wouldn't care if he did. I'd be quite fair enough. all right, fair enough. And I, it, I, don't, I, like, I don't think it drifts into banter pick. It's not that bad. 
or is it? Am, am I being mad? No, it's no, it's it's fine. It's fine. You know, it's oh, it, hey, it's a Leinster player, and oh, I've been dear. led to believe all of them should it's go. It's fine. It's fine. Um, That's the worst thing you've ever <laughs> said to me. I'm sorry. I've just got to make up for Jason Isbo somehow. <laughs> right, so, so who are your hookers then? So Ken Owens, Luke Cowan-Dickey, Jamie George. All right, yeah. um, that's much think, more sensible, and that's who he's going to take. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think George was not necessarily his best rugby, but I still think he was better than everyone else, uh, or has shown he is better than everyone else, bar you know Owens and Cowan-Dickey. Yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. Anyway, move on. Yeah. Locks. Now this is what. Let's be honest, the back two rows of the scrum is where it starts to get, oh my fucking God, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. This starts to get tricky. So, especially the tight burn gambit, mm. in what you pick him as, does it matter? Yeah. I don't know. But you're going to pick, well, we're going to pick him, aren't we? I'm guessing. Unless you're James Haskell. <laughs> does he not pick him? Pick, James Haskell picked 41 players and didn't include tight burn. Incredible. Like, I, I don't know if he watches rugby. Like, I Did don't, he put both I don't the curries what, in it? Tom probably, and ben yeah. yeah. He probably put himself in, you know. He... <laughs> anyway, 41 players and no tie burn. Yeah, I, it word. was genuinely extraordinary. Uh, I can't remember any details. That seems more difficult than including him. Yeah, exactly. Like, who are you? You're, the moment you're stretching and putting, like, Lloyd Ashley in your team. <laughs> you know, like, and yet, no tie burn. Ryan Baird was probably in. I'm pretty sure Sam Simmons actually yeah, was. Well, just that's a sensible pick, though, right? We've already established that quite clearly. <laughs> of course. Uh, right. So, locks wise, hit me. Uh, so, Alan Wynne Jones. Yes. Is he cult- Ty- is he tour captain? Anything? This is the question. Um, that I think he probably will be, probably is. But I, if Stuart Hogg wasn't a fullback, I think he would be Lions captain. And I, That's a reasonable shout, but yeah, fullback, um, forget it. Yeah, I don't think Gatland will like having a fullback as captain. Um, a friend of ours I, plays fullback. He's the worst option for a captain you've ever you've ever known in your life, isn't he? Oh, undoubtedly, absolutely, undoubtedly. Um, but I don't know Stuart Hogg, and therefore he is great. But just stuff like the story of him, um, you know, the, I don't know if you saw the story about him and Cameron Redpath. Um, no. Of after Exeter played Bath. Uh, he went up to Redpath after the game um, and asked to phone him, and he rang him up and explained, you know, like I think you're, re- you know, we think you're a really promising guy. We'd love to have you in the Scotland squad, etc., etc., and talked to him for like an hour about, you know, how much he'd fit in. Uh, whereas Redpath then hadn't heard anything from England since he got one cryptic email from Eddie Jones. Um, it was probably in riddle, um, and he kind of made his decision to pick Scotland largely on that, and that kind of thing. It just went um, made, made thirty percent question mark. <laughs> yeah, you work out the rest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, whereas, yeah, I just you know, there's enough of these stories keep popping up about Hog where I kind of think he sounds to me like he could be Lions captain. I'm very mm. tempted to say him. Um, and also, he's the only player I think is absolutely nailed onto the test team. That's interesting. Well, well he, he is nailed on for the test. He is obviously nailed on for the test team. It's yeah. Introducing, he's the only player that is. That's interesting. Yeah. Um. So. You've said Alan Wynn, right? I agree. Yeah, so carry on. Alan Wynn, uh, Tygburn, who I put in as a lock. Me too. Uh, Mauro Atoje. Yeah. James Ryan. Yeah. And then I, I'm not quite sure how fit either of these are, but Courtney Laws or Johnny Gray. Um, Laws, if both are fit, um, but you know whichever is fitter at the moment. So why Laws or Gray? Is it because you're looking at more of a four? 
I yeah, five. I think Laws also covers the back row, which True. I think is useful in a squad like this. Um and I just think there's something in that, you know, both him being a lion already and him being that incredibly destructive thing. Um whereas Johnny Gray played incredibly well in the Six Nations, but has also been injured for a chunk and I don't know. I don't know if I'm just like I'm falling into a Sam Warburton alpha battle style thing. Um, <laughs> it's, an ear, but... it's, it's an earworm. It's got in there. Brain <laughs> work, yeah. So I think, well, interestingly, I was between Ian Henderson and Johnny Gray. Mm-hmm. I wasn't even looking at Laws, to mm-hmm. be honest. I think because I know it sounds daft, but it's obvious to go down the let's try and outsmash South Africa. Oh, yeah, yeah. Route, which is not saying Henderson and Johnny Gray don't do their own bit of. A fair amount of smashing at an international mm. level. But um, I thought Ian Henderson played really well. I suppose the yeah. question comes out, at what point do you reward somebody who's played well in the tournament prior to the tour? Yeah. For me. And I, and, and I know Gatlin won't give a flying fuck about that, to be <laughs> honest. But um, because as we'll probably come to in the backs a bit. <laughs> so, mm. so yeah. So, um, but we, we largely agree. So, Atoji, Alan Wynne-Jones, James Ryan, Tyg Byrne, and you're saying Laws or Gray, I'm saying Henderson or Gray. Yeah. But we're not I a million argue miles away. We're not no. a million miles away, are we? Like if Henderson ends up in the squad, he's played very well, he's earned his spot. Like, he's I got a bit of leadership about him as well on the yeah. court, Henderson. I quite like that about him. Uh, back row. Oh. <laughs> this is the one. This is the... Have you no picked Tom we... Curry? Can we just throw that one in? I, I have, yeah. Right. Have you? I've, I found myself almost deliberately excluding him, which is not good, is it? <laughs> yeah, I know, know what you mean. mean. I was like, like, trying to find a way of not including him just to make a point in some yeah. way. But actually, I think I think he, he maybe should talk. I don't think he should be a test starter, but I think he maybe should talk. Yeah, um, I agree with that. Because so I think my, we saw in that game against France that he is still, when he's good, he's very, very good. And he's still capable in a run of bad form of pulling that out, even though I do think he had, you know, two of his three worst games for England this Six Nations, yes. if not more. So back row, I've got Justin Tipperick. Yep. Uh, Josh Navidi. Mm-hmm. Hamish Watson. Yep. Sam Underhill. Yep. Tao Lupe, obviously. Yes. And then, this is where I got lost track of how many I should be taking. <laughs> and then it's either, it's it's CJ Stander, Tom Curry. Okay. Is that one uh, too many? I see, I, so I went with, and I think I checked the numbers against, you know, the last couple of tours and World Cup scores and so on uh, when I was initially looking over this. Um, so Josh Navidi, Sam Underhill, Justin Tipperick, Hamish Watson. Then Talupe Falatau, Tom Curry, and CJ Stander. That's the same so I think I've said, just picked. I think yeah, I've just picked one more than you because you had it as a slash. So definitely no, no Billy. No, no, but no. I don't think he's playing very well. Um, he doesn't look very fit, and no, and I don't mean that because he looks a bit of what I just mean. He just doesn't look. People hit a bit of a not a plateau, but they just dip a bit, don't they? There's a bit. Yeah, he, just, he seems fit's probably the wrong word. Is it form? Is it but, simple as that? Am I trying to be too clever? He's just shit. He's just out of form. Uh, so therefore, he doesn't look strong enough. Do you know what I mean? I think he just looks a bit fed up, you know? Yeah. Like, him at his best had a fire about him, and he looked like he wanted to carry the ball constantly. Whereas lately, he's looked like he's been asked to, and he's trying to perform a role. Um, and yeah. he's going, okay, I'm supposed to carry in this place so that we can set up it's for the next phase. As simple as his head's gone down a bit. 
Yeah. That old adage. <laughs> and I know it's easy. It's a, it's, it's, it's a cliche, but it's kind of true. If your head yeah, goes yeah. down, it does affect your physical performance, really. Yeah, exactly. Even if you're the size and build and, you know, like natural ability of Billy Vanapola. I've been up close to Billy Vanapola mm. before the unpleasantness, obviously. Yes. And um, I've never seen anybody look less like a destructive international. Part of the fact that he's big. Yeah. But he looks all wrong. Really? Yeah, he's... When he'd been out with injury for a little while when I interviewed him, me and Josh interviewed him, mm. very short legs, mm-hmm. not incredibly tall. Okay. Um, no obvious triangular shape to him. Like a back yeah, row, you yeah. know, that kind of triangle, that Navidi yeah. triangle. <laughs> As it's known. Navidi it's like triangle, triangle but... see it from my angle. <laughs> yeah, but the, um, yeah, so, yeah, you wouldn't pick, I think if you had no idea about rugby, you wouldn't pick him out in a lineup as the professional rugby player. Yeah, okay. But obviously Other he quite clearly is. is. But Mako yeah. looks a bit of a shambles, doesn't he? Mm, yeah. yeah. You I, know, in, just... in isolation, he just looks a bit of a shambles, doesn't he? <laughs> How's Manu Vinopola playing lately? As a bolter, obviously. No, just, a bo- <laughs> is, there, is there something going on with the Vinopolas? They're all a little bit down. Yeah. Yeah. Is there? Yeah, but I guess Falatau's a relative, and he's playing phenomenally is he, well. Is he a relative, or is it that he's my cousin thing because it's a family friend thing? I never got it's, to the bottom of that one. They said they're distantly related, right. so they call each other cousin because they grew I up see. together. Yeah, because we have people who we call auntie and uncle who are like friends of the family. Exactly. And it's yeah. easy to say they're your cousin. Anyway, sorry. Rabbit <laughs> hole. So that's the forwards. Let's just do it quickly then. Wynne Jones, Rory Sutherland, Kyle Sinclair, Tyg Furgong, Furlong, Mako and Fagerson. We definitely didn't do this together, by the way, but we do seem to no, agree. No, just landed on the same Or it's just spots. That it's more obvious than people are fucking saying it is and they're just trying to find bolters <laughs> to make a point, like me with Roland Kelleher. Um, <laughs> Ken, Luke Cowan, Dickey, and Jamie George, yes, that is the obvious mm-hmm. one. Uh, Maro Itoji, Alan Wynne Jones, James Ryan, Ty Byrne. That, well, that final and back, uh, second we, rower. See, we both had Johnny Gray in contention, so do we just take we Johnny, that? split Let's the difference and say Johnny Gray? Gray. You're not going to yeah. lose a lot here by taking Johnny Gray. Yeah. You know, um, this is Townsend and Town, um, Tandy's influence. Yes. You know, like he's just, he's spilling through into this. Back row with Tipperick, Navidi, Watson, Underhill, Falatau, Stander, Tom Curry. If he takes mm-hmm. one less back row. Oh, um, I'd lose Curry. So would I. Yeah. Oh, I'll tell you what, like lobsters. I, <laughs> I just think there's, because CJ Stand is retiring, it makes him even more invaluable. Because you look at how he played for Munster and for Ireland in that last game. That is a man yeah. who is willing to burn himself out for good. Yeah, he like, will be he is, a puddle of flesh. By the end of yeah. this tour. They'll have and so to, will the spring box he's playing against. They'll have to bring out an air pump to get him back to normal <laughs> shape again. They'll have to pump up the ball and him at the same time. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, so that's the forwards. Uh, before we go into the backs, we're going to say goodbye to our non-patrons. Thank you very much. And the people, well, thank you very much to the patrons because you're sticking around for the backs and we'll see you on the other side, non-patrons. As more sectors across Ireland are reopening, the COVID-19 pandemic unemployment payment is changing. If you're currently receiving this payment, the amount you receive will change from the 16th of November. To find out more about how these changes will affect you, visit gov.ie forward slash PUP changes. A Government of Ireland initiative 
brought to you by the Department of Social Protection. Oh no, is it everywhere? No, sure, stay and sort that out. We can have dinner another time. Amazing. Whether it's cancelled plans... Ah, fuck! get in the kitchen and calm down? ...or the need for a quick, convenient distraction. Introducing Goodfellas Mini Pizzas. Four mini pizzas made with respect that cook in 11 minutes. Goodfellas Minis. Embrace the unexpected. Um, right, so that was the weekend. We should finish this little thing off with shit good and as we welcome back our non-patrons. Hello. Hello. Uh, so what have you got that's shit? Oh, man. Thank you for, li- thank you for asking. Um, Captain's Challenges. Which I have come to the conclusion are shit. <laughs> I have thought about this a great deal, and I very much so, do not like them. You know, this is one of these things that my brain refuses to understand. So basically, mm. you can do a captain's challenge at any time. You, no, you tell me. So, so I realised I got it wrong at the weekend as well. Um, watching, I think which it was is a not a good sign, is game. it? When both of us are saying, "Hang on, what is yeah. it you can actually use this for?" But but I, yeah, go on. It happened as well, where in the the weekend last weekend. Uh, where both captains used it wrong, and the referee had—I think it was in the Connick game, no, not the Connick, one of the one of the games—where um, the referee had to correct both teams on their use of it because they both got it wrong, uh, which really helps. Rugby really needs more laws that um, <laughs> that, that no one can understand. Um, no, so the as I understand it, for any for a try or foul play, um, the captain can challenge the referee's decision in the first 75 minutes, after 75 minutes, it then becomes, they can challenge absolutely any decision. I thought they only got one, but watching the Lions v. Bulls game, uh, I believe it was in the um, the, the much-beloved Rainbow Cup, um, it turns out if your captain's challenge is upheld, if the referee goes with the decision you appealed for, um, then you get an, you get it back. You get, to you keep get it, another yeah, one. same in cricket, yeah. yeah. You don't lose a challenge yeah. if, it's, if it's correct, yeah. Which is mad. So the the Bulls just started reviewing everything. And the Lions, I think, won that game in the end by like four points. But they would have won by 30-odd points. But every single time they scored in what was pretty much a battering, they kept crossing the try line. Yako Creel, uh, Jesse Creel's shit brother, which, boy, what a recommendation. <laughs> um, they would go, who was the captain, he'd go up to the referee and just say... Uh, oh, can you have a look for crossing two phases back? Or he'd say, you know, can you have a look for a neck roll in one of the rucks? And then they'd take five minutes to review every single try when they're ostensibly fine. But then they'd find one of those decisions where you kind of look at you're like, okay, because we're reviewing, it's got to be a penalty only, even though there's nothing really in it. And then they chalk the try off. So they had so many tries ruled off. The whole game was kind of ruined as a spectacle just because the captain kept calling for them to go to the TMO. And I've got really... And like the um, Super Rugby Row game that morning as well... Um, the Hoskins two just scored a try when it was level, um, and the ref, the captain then went, "Can you review whether there was any obstruction by the scrum half off the base of the scrum?" That obviously wasn't, but they spent two minutes looking at it when we could have just gone on with the game. It's just adding time on; it's ruining games. I'm very sick of it already. Well, I suppose they wanted to give it a trial, didn't they? The trouble yeah. is, three trials. Always people go, "This looks really good." Yeah. Not- as I said, when we were talking about this, I think that it should be, and it's a knockout style. If you're going to take this long anyway, it should right. be like playing the Joker and it's a knockout and you have to go through some like like splunge run or something and see if you can get to the end <laughs> or eat horrible food or, you know, do something really dangerous, like shoot an ah. apple off your own head in a live <laughs> round. 
And if, oh, you, and if you get, and if you win it, you get to make whatever decision you want. You can say it's offside as the <laughs> captain. <laughs> it's just a shame Haskell wasn't playing when this was implemented. I know it's incredible, um, isn't it? I, I also can challenge all... any decision because, oh, excuse me, yeah. ref, I, I'm, I'd like to pull him up on his uh, choice of hair dye. <laughs> Therefore, I want that scrubbed off. See, I think your um, your it's a knockout suggestion to go one further, and Keith Chegman should referee all games. Yeah, indeed. And like when he plays, like, and here come the Belgians, and they come running, <laughs> and they come running out, and there's and people falling into pools. Brilliant. Here come te- the Belgians from the massive McDonald's we've got. <laughs> the um, and I do think that because um, if it's going to take ten minutes, you might as well have a laugh with it. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Rather than do just something. watching somebody in slow motion trying to look for something that isn't there. Let's the players keep. We warm. all know it's not there. Why are you looking? Why don't you just say, "Don't be fucking <laughs> stupid, mate." But no, they'll always find it. They'll always keep looking for it, and they'll always find it. A, <laughs> I, I miss an, an Australian rugby league ref called Bill Harrigan. Mm. They called him Hollywood right. Harrigan. He had like you think Nigel Owens had a big ego, right? <laughs> Unbelievable, okay. right? He was refereeing Australia versus New Zealand once, and oh, sorry, Australia versus Great Britain. Andy Farrell was playing, um, okay, loose forward, the rugby league equivalent number eight, back of the scrum. And Andy, and Andy, the scrum's forming, such as it does in rugby league. And Andy Farrell's not happy, and he mm, says, and he's saying, to, and he's saying to, to Harrigan about some decisions, and he says, and he goes, "Thank you, sir. Everything's going their way. We've had four decisions not go our way." And, and Harrigan went, "What did you say?" And he said, "Everything's going their way." He said, "You've got to be bloody joking. Get your get in the bloody scrum, Andy." <laughs> and that was the end of that. <laughs> that was the Great Britain captain's challenge to Bill Harrigan. You've got to be bloody joking. <laughs> Get in the bloody scrub. We need more of that. <laughs> yes. We need more of that. Please. This is why we need um God, what was his name? Dave Dave Pearson back. Mm. He would do that. That's what he Dave would Pearson would do. Absolutely do that, yeah. Or Tony Spreadbrick just in a, in a, in a sing songy yes. West Country accent just tell him to get up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Honestly, what are we missing out on? Uh, any more any more shit? I've got one other thing for shit. Um, because I think Wales Online might have peaked in writing just journalism, just the best worst <laughs> bit of journalism I've ever read. The best worst bit, so, favourite worst nightmare. Yeah, go on. So, yeah, it's the room of journalism. Um, so the headline is right: Welsh rugby cult hero son, uh, you know, joins an English Premiership team from rugby league. Right, right. Um, that's the headline. Like the son of someone who you are, Ewan Ewan Stevens, who. Dad used to play um, for Canethley back in Inter, uh has signed for Newcastle Falcons. That is the story, right? This is the start of the article, okay? Yeah. Who knows? This could be a defining moment for us. So said Sean Holly after the Ospreys beat Munster to secure their first ever win at Toman Park. Bruno's, this is going to be a defining moment for Rice. So ran S4C's 888 subtitle translation on that night in 2010. Crossed wires? We've all been there. But it'll be hard to cross wires when picking out Ewan Stevens' son in the pitch. Those manning the International Space Station <laughs> might be able to look down and spot that he is Colin Stevens' son. Head back, chest out, legs pumping like pistons. The running style is unmistakable. Who... I, I'm low to ask, but whose byline is that? Uh, Mark Orders. That is Mark Orders' finest work, which doesn't... Isn't he like a proper journal? He's been doing it for a long yeah. time. Yeah. He's clearly run out of ideas. 
But the that's like so it, fucking like sixth form level shit as an intro, it, but worse somehow. It begins. He goes on an extremely odd eleven-year-old tangent about Sean Holly's quote being mistranslated. And then he said, the whole, that whole bit is about saying crossed wires, we've all been there. But he then goes to say that the, no wires were crossed here. So why have you brought that up? Why have you mentioned crossed wires when there are no crossed wires? Yeah, exactly. why, why have you mentioned the International Space Station so, a moment later? So what you're trying to say is he looks like his dad when he runs. Yeah. That's what you're trying to get to here. Yeah. So mention Sailor V. You know, like, <laughs> that's the, the key quote in things about people that look like the dads. Yeah. That's so bizarre. Mm. It just, yeah, it just so, yet more examples of how there are no editors anymore. Because no, I yeah. go, what the fuck is this? Why, exactly. Why? Yeah. Why? Why are you doing this? Cut. Cut. He doesn't tie back to it at the end. It isn't like he's building up to some <laughs> point. He never mentions again that Sean Holly tangent. Of, yeah, Sean Holly talking on the space bollocks, station, which, which comes out of nowhere. Why? Why the moment after you've been on an incredibly long tangent metaphor do you then throw in another one? There were cross wires about the O-rings on the shuttle Challenger in 1987 that led to the death of the entire crew exploding not long after takeoff. But there'll be no cross wires when you see this man running who runs a bit like the Challenger before it got exploded. It's just... It's... That's better. That's better than this. <laughs> oh. Anyway, so, right, yes, thank you. Yeah. Shit, Catherine Cameron gets in touch. She says, shit is the endless, endless, circular, shouty, pointless lion selections. Oh, sorry, Catherine. <laughs> no, Keith, on Twitter. Nobody gives a fuck what your selection looks like. No, Sam Warburton. Nobody cares about yours either. No, Robbie Owen and Lee Calvert. Nobody cares about yours either. But, you know, we'd be a bit remiss not doing it, wouldn't we? There's only so many times we can apologise. He said, Bruce McConaughey says, shit is the people spouting off a couple of good games isn't enough to get on a Lions tour are usually the same lot wanking themselves into a froth over Sam Simmons. Yeah. It's just pure anti-Scott stuff, Bruce. Because they, they, they'll find any excuse to pick somebody like Sam Simmons while justifying that Johnny Gray's a terrible selection for some reason or another. But also Sam Simmons is the best rugby player in history. So oh, it's incredible. The account. things he does for an 11 stone man... Is incredible. It's incredible, yeah. For a man who is literally smaller than me, um, it's incredible that he is able to catch a rugby ball. I don't, I just, every time I see him play, I'm just in complete awe. Uh, Martin Lewis says, shit is Umbro being the new Osprey shirt supplier. And shit, I am completely indifferent to that news. Are you fit? You're not bothered? You don't, you're not, you're not, do you not get any interest at all in who's making the stash? Is that not? I mean, I I think their England stuff's perfectly fine. I'm willing to give them benefit of the doubt. How bad can England like stuff they're... be? Exactly. Yeah, it's why. Yeah. I know I'll tell you how bad England stuff can be. The 2007 Raspberry Ripple kit. You, you made That was absolutely the, the worst one. Um, Bruce Crawley says, shit is the phrase, grab it by the scruff of the neck. <laughs> As in grab the game by um, the scruff of the neck. Is that what they mean? Yeah. And do Unless something you're a with it. South African second row, in which case that is literally your job. Yes. Surround it, grab 18 people by the scruff of the neck yeah. while in the middle of it. Simon Clark says, shit, is the Rainbow Cup fight can't, can't find a cure, COVID-secure way of holding a single deciding match between those who win the two conference mm. things. And yet we're meant to believe the entire Lions tour will succeed 
<laughs> without incident. You're right, Simon. It must be said. You are right. Martin Lewis says another shit is Exeter ex- Chiefs. Hey! <laughs> Having the Here audacity to preach about online hate, asking people to alter their behaviour while doing what they do. No, I'm not going to go through it again because no. it's too depressing. So And tiring. And we've already done a Lions squad. We've already done a Lions squad. Shit. Josh Gardner from his Cornish oh. break. Whoa. Who's Send, that guy? Sends in and says, shit is the British Nice Lions Star Wars Day tweet. Oh, where yes. they photoshopped Darth... Is it, who's fucking... Th- no, it's not him. It's the other it's, one. It's, it's the bad it's, lightsaber. Han, Han Solo's it. lad. What's he called? Oh, uh, Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren. What's the actor called he plays in? Adam Driver. Adam Driver. Thank you. Star what's of it? six Noah Baumbach films. What's the... Um, Family Guy thing. Yes. You picked me when I was hot. Now you're stuck with me for three films. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, shit, we got here. Ian Goff, who seems to have gone t- a touch anti-vax, has called Devitt. No, a touch anti-vax? He's been ranting and raving about anti-vax for about eight months, Carl. Uh, Rooked over says, shit, is some people's first response to 100 cap, two times line scrum after decision to withdraw. He's Goff, he was never going to go anywhere. Not on this pod. Yeah. Rocked over. Let me but, say that. God, there was a lot of people making this one really good joke. I don't know if you saw it. I didn't. Uh, that was, oh, I'm going to withdraw from the Lions Tour selection as well. Nah. It, was a really, it was a really good joke. A really good joke. It's the line. same people who make jokes about waiting by the phone when somebody drops out, isn't it? I'm going to go wait by the phone. Yeah. <laughs> <Fuck> <laughs> yeah. uh, Jamie Phillips, friend of the pod, Jamie Phillips says, shit will be Twitter on Thursday afternoon when Gatlin names his Lions squad. Oh, I... I mean, I mean, that's when you should be having a social media boycott, by the way. The right? second that yeah. squad is released to the public. <sighs> I mean, other than... Um, I mean, obviously, I'll be extremely ecstatic when George Ford and Kieran Williams are both named in the squad. Um, but every other possible take, I'd say to avoid. Bath Bites gets in touch, a Bath fan account who's been a long-time friend and follower. He says, shit... Is watching Bath spending eighty minutes trying to shove a, trying to shove marshmallows into a keyhole. Apparently, the only <laughs> Plan B they know sang "She Said" back in two thousand and ten. Very good. Hey, I do like nice, a pop culture nice. reference. Love goes down's my never mind. That's not that's love goes down's my favorite Go on. one of his cracking song. Guys, mm. he just disappeared. He just disappeared off the face of the earth. He was a huge deal for a bit, and then he's one of them, right? Really lovely songwriter. I love that. I love that mm. soulful thing. And then he sings live, and that voice, man, that. That, is that it? That falsetto, there's nothing to mm. it at all. I, well, that's what I know, think it is. It might have been more than that. He's probably doing something mega still in a fortune. So. But he he was in the Sweeney remake, and then he directed the film, oh, and then God, he just yeah. disappeared off the face of the earth. The fucking Sweeney yeah. remake. Yeah. Didn't Top Gear do a skit with... Oh, yeah, oh they did. did they? Well, they Sorry, went, anyway. Anyway, uh, yeah. Yeah. Shall we... Simon O'Keefe agrees with us. He said, shit is including Austin Healy in a BT Stop Online Hate campaign. Mm. Silly. Stop Austin Healy online campaign. That's what I'm interested in. <laughs> uh, what else have we got here? So we do good. Yeah. Jacob agrees with you. He says good is Abby Dow. Yeah, Abby Dow is great. Also on Twitter. She's a really good follow on Twitter. Is she? Um, she basically just posts puns that are somehow endearing. Uh, she posted like a poll the other day on what's the other half of a fly half. Um, you know, it doesn't sound that funny in theory. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not, um, I'm not I getting that, but I'll, I'll give it a follow because I'm intrigued just to see how yes. that plays out in text. Uh, 
Morgan says, good is a Toulouse-La Rochelle final. I can't wait. Mm, that should be, be fun. Good. Yeah, to be fair, yeah. No one's going to argue with that, are they? No, what else we got here? It's good. I know we prepare all my goods, but I'm a bit behind today, so I'm, into like, I'm, I'm doing this on the flies. I'm doing it. Martin Lewis again says, good, I've had my first COVID vaccine. Good hey, you, congratulations. Did you get emotional? I did. I got my first vaccine. Mm. I got a little bit. Of, I, mean, I, I mean, as you know, I'm a weeper. <laughs> yes. But when I had it, I did. I found myself thinking all the kind of cleverness and effort that's gone into that little fucking mm. thing that's just yeah. been rammed in my arm. It's, and it felt like the beginning of the end of something. Mm. My life, yeah, maybe. Yeah. But either way, it felt like at least <laughs> something was coming to a conclusion. The end my of ability free will to, my, exactly. not just being taken my, over by Microsoft. My ability to operate independently without Bill Gates' permission. Yeah, the end of something like Bill Gates' marriage. Yeah, indeed, yeah. Which is topical but horrible, so maybe I'm It is horrible. What do they say? Yeah. We've decided not to grow as a couple together anymore. I love the way oh, they talk. I love the way conscious like, uncoupling. I love the way it. Yeah. Remember when... when Paltrow and that lad. The yeah. F- what, what, what did, that was what conscious was Paltrow... uncoupling. That was their, their phrase. Paltrow referred to the um, fanny egg peddler. Oh. Uh, she, uh, <laughs> she, her and, what's it, Chris Martin. Yeah. Conscious uncoupling. But actually, I remember reading, what they said was, was that actually people mm. in the olden days when, monog- when monogamy was a thing mm. only used to live until they were about 50. Yeah. So actually... It wasn't their fault their marriage had broken down. They just reached the normal <laughs> point that humans are meant to huh. split up. And then she probably had some kind of ointment you could rub on to, to oh, not yeah. get divorced that cost 87 <laughs> quid or something from that fucking ridiculous thing that she sells to pe- to fucking mugs, quite frankly. <laughs> um, but, you know, whatever makes you happy, I suppose. Absolutely. Matt McKnight uh, says, good is the, Lord, the loud shouty man cheering on Bordeaux in the second half. Screaming, go, 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 hit him. Yes, Scotty, go on, Jallo. He also made dying giraffe noises any time Toulouse kicked. Did you notice that? <laughs> I see, I was watching it on Channel 4, so I didn't uh, hear that. I was apparently on the BT coverage. Uh, I, was ref- I was assured it sounded like uh, Roy Kent from the hit sitcom uh, Ted Lasso, which I would recommend very highly as a side. But that's also in my good, Ted Lasso. I also Dougie that. Fife. Oh, it's so Is good, that Jason Sudeikis, that one? Yeah, that yeah. One. I, I love it. I have what like I, is that an Apple I'm TV Plus or something? Apple TV Plus, yeah, uh, which I continue paying for a subscription for just so I can rewatch it whenever I want because uh, I love it. Uh, no, one of a good that isn't Ted Lasso related because I could talk for hours now. Um, Dougie Fife, who for some you know somehow some players step down a level. You sometimes see from international level players will step down to club level and look you know solid. Some will step down and suddenly look unbelievably good. Mm. Uh, Dougie Fife has stepped down to MLR and looks like Michael Jordan. He looks like incredible. He scored nine tries in five games. He looks borderline unplayable every time he touches the ball. He's been unbelievable for the New England Free Jacks, uh, who have caused my chosen MLR team, who beat my brother's chosen MLR team, which is a very good thing to have happened this weekend. The, um, I played cricket with somebody who'd had a few games for Lancashire. Mm. But as a bowler, and he wasn't right. a very good batsman in county cricket. And then right. he stepped down to play at our level and scored about four centuries. Yeah. But, I mean, obviously not a batsman at all, but it's just that thing, isn't it, that things that are yeah. not are difficult at their level, they just see it in slow motion playing against shit bags of crap exactly. like us. Yeah. It just becomes so easy in comparison. Graham Golvin gets in touch. He says, good is Les- Leinster's clone army game, paggered by La Rochelle. Aldrete <laughs> in particular was outstanding. So they'll have to get back to the lab again. And hey, 
Shearer's eggs is eggs grey, and that's what that's what they're doing. That's what the isolation is about. Yeah. Oh man, that's just it's a it's a I, I, I've forgotten the term. Never mind. Uh, incubation period. It is, and obviously Stewart's left to up the necromancy. <laughs> yeah. And the, you know, and yeah. all that stuff. Lloyd Williams says, "Good is Rassing's changing room shit housery," <laughs> which is brilliant. Have you seen this? No. But Rassing, oh yes. Rassing's changing yeah. room looks like a fucking stately home or a sports bar with TV screens in it, and the visitors' changing room looks like every changing room I ever got changed in. Yeah. In Division Four in Wales. Did you see Cornish Pirates that they made Saracens change in? No, but I'm, I'm say, here for it. I say changing room. They made them basically change in the ditch behind the clubhouse. I fucking love it. Championship, Which is incredible. Brilliant league. Quality stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just not a bad league, but yeah. It's, just... it's like a shithouse MLR. I'm here for it. Andy Payne says good is watching Will Skelton play rugby. He's mm. just very good and very big. It reminds me of a game I always enjoyed rugby far more from the sidelines. Somebody else mentioned about Will Skelton. You know, what did the Waratahs do to this man? Because the whole time he was in Australia, he was massive mm. and a bit crap. Yeah. And simply got picked because of said massiveness. And then he comes over here to whatever the European conditioning is and becomes that that he became, first at Saracens and now at La Rochelle. Yeah, I, I'm now realising that the Waratahs are the weak link there and it's them <laughs> rather than necessarily the <laughs> Saracens or La Rochelle fixing him. <laughs> yes, indeed, yeah. He was always just that good when you didn't have yeah. somebody just like piling bricks on him or something. It's funny. The biscuit. The bloody biscuits piling the bricks Montgomery on him. The Montgomery biscuits rather but... launching shit at him. What's he supposed to do? <laughs> uh, let's leave it at that. That's two hours. Thank you, everybody, for uh, your contribution. So I was a little bit ramshackle at the end there, but... Well, you know, it's this podcast, isn't it? What do you expect? <laughs> it's actually more planned than you know you would think normally, believe it or not. And it actually makes me a bit upset I'm not as planned as I could be, so I do apologise for that. Robbie, it's been wonderful. Thank you I, for filling in. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank I'm you sorry I me. called you Josh. <laughs> it's okay. No, it's aspirational for me. <laughs> right, so you may end up in Cornwall, the free state of Kerno at some point. That's exactly what I want. That's B and I and C Lions. I'm looking forward to it. Oh, one day. One day. And hopefully that day is Thursday. <laughs> right then. Thanks, Robbie. Thanks, everybody. We'll speak to you all soon. Take care. Goodbye. If you have a TV, you must have a TV license. It's the law. Choose the convenient option and pay online anytime at tvlicense.ie. Your TV license made easier. Brought to you by the Government of Ireland. Podcast Network.